Motorsport 411 presents the 2021 Safari Rally. Motorsport 411 with Sean Cardavillis. So it's finally here. The 2021 WRC Safari Rally. This is what you can expect in Nairobi, Naivasha and Elementaita. All the suspense. If you enjoy all things fast, the roar of the engines, and what makes them go even faster, this is the 2021 WRC Safari Rally. Coming up in this episode, we'll be speaking to 1994 Safari Rally winner Ian Duncan, Toyota Gazoo racing driver Kale Rovenpera, and local rally driver Karun Patel. The 2021 Safari Rally with Sean Cardavillis. Now recently we spoke to the last local driver to win the WRC Safari Rally, Ian Duncan, and I asked him about that win in 1994. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, obviously, to win the rally was really great. That's something we tried to do for years and years. Um, it, it was it was something that we'd always, every person wants to do. Um, we did a lot of work with Toyota. It's a big thanks to them, AVA. Um, did tons of testing. Um, and, and all of that is good memories. It's like, you know, being with a proper works team, being involved, it's like it's not just the rally, but um, you know, a lot went into the the scenes, but behind the scenes, and then yeah, there was some great people in Toyota. Um, you know, AVA helped a real lot. Um, so so yeah, so it, it's, it's it's something we'll never forget. You were involved with Toyota before. Uh, can, can you just tell us how you got involved with them uh, in the first place? Um, we, we, we started off rallying many, many moons ago in a N Nissan pickup when Jan Tunis was involved with that, then he moved to Toyota. So um, then we ended up with a Toyota saloon and a panel van, and then um, when the Group B cars were banned in Europe, then uh, there was a deal with AVA and Toyota Kenya that we ran a Group B car, um, which, which I think could even be the same one sitting in the showroom. Um, because the deal was that every, every, they, they gave some out to the world. You could rally them and buy the spare parts, but you had to give them back. So um, we, we made a good effort to give it back in better condition than we took it. Um, and that, that, that was the start of that relationship. So, so, so then one year, TT, they, they gave us uh, the, the recce car, GT4, which was going quite fast for a while. It's, and, and we had some issues. And then we did lots of testing with Toyota. So it, it's... Many, many months of testing and being with those guys. It was, it was really something good. You've always had a strong relationship with them. Uh, 1994 came. Uh, probably the most famous thing about the car is the flying sausage, Thomas <laughs> Joyce. Uh, how did that partnership happen? TT um, always needed some excuse to, to give a Kenyan a car. So, um, so we had to find local sponsorship. So between AVA and Toyota and Farmer's Choice, then that's what they, they, came, they came up with. Um, so, so yeah, it was, everyone was laughing at us to start off with, but at the end of the day, actually, we had the last laugh. So it was pretty cool. 
In fact, I mean, right up to today, uh, the Safari Sausages uh, still has your, your image <laughs> yeah, on it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you still yeah. see that when you go. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> uh, was there any agreement made at that time? Do you still get some royalties uh, from, from that at all? No, um, it's, there's nothing serious like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your favorite memory uh, of the Safari uh, in years gone by? Uh, surely the, the victory must stand out for there, There's so many, yeah. I mean, for sure that victory stood up. And then also with a classic safari we have lots of memories of that and then also with cars that we've made here locally you know with experience um, so there's lots of lots of memories it's like it's it's just really sad that um, that the world had to change Kenya changed um, and then and we lost the event okay the last safari was an abortion um, the, the, the WRC wannabe in 2001 or 2002 but um, yeah, that, that, that was pretty sad, but um, I, I think, yeah, it's back. Let's just make the most of it. And I, I think they've done a great job. Um, I think a bit of brains and environmental friendliness might be needed. It's like it, you know, we, we all have a bad environmental footprint anyway, but um, I, think, I think we could cut down on it a little bit for WRC, but, but then that's more WRC than Kenya. We have to follow what they want to do. And then, um, but yeah, it's... It'd be great to get it back. Everyone is excited. There'll be thousands of people around. It's like, it should be really good. With COVID, uh, we saw what happened last year and it was yeah. hugely disappointing. I know you were one of the people agitating mm. for rallying to come back. Uh, I think you guys didn't rally for at least a year. But when you see Naivasha, Elementita, Nakuru sold out right now, particularly from the local market, uh, how pleased does that make you uh, feel in terms of how the locals have embraced the safari rally. No, it's really great. It's something that the country's been missing, you know, for, as like you said, for 19 years, and there's still lots of memories. So um, we, we probably wouldn't have been ready properly last year anyway, so it might have helped get, get a bit more organized. Um, yeah, and then it's just, you have to be careful, wear masks, sanitizer. There's a whole bunch of things people have to do and be responsible. Um, Kenya's been very good with the COVID things and good with vaccinations, so. Just tell us your feelings, uh, 2002. First of all, that event, and then when you heard that we had lost the WRC. Um, it was hardly a surprise. I think the organizers should have been locked in jail because they denied Kenya its heritage. But yeah, it, but the world changed, FIA changed, Kenya tried to change in some ways, but maybe they shouldn't. Who, who knows? Hindsight's always things. But it's, we, we've learned from that. Let's move on. It's, um, we have a nice new service park. Um, not so sure that Tomac's very good for the environment, but it's um, but yeah, it looks beautiful there. It's I, I think um, ho hopefully all the WRC people are very happy. Looking at the route, uh, a lot of it was uh, used in the uh, Equator Rally. Um, how beautiful is it out there? Um, and in terms of scenery, what we'll see on TV, uh, how important is it for the country? Oh, brilliant! It's the best thing ever. I mean, it's all um, we did an Endure in Kidong the other day. There's, there's so many animals, I've never seen so many animals there in one time. It's just, uh, Soy Sambu's always very, very pretty. The other places, that the finish at Hell's Gate, I mean, that's just, that'll be just beautiful. So, yeah, it's, um, it'll, it'll be really nice, I think. Ho hopefully it rains a little bit to get rid of some of the dust. I don't know, let's, let's just pray it rains, that's all it is. Um, in theory, you don't have anything left to prove as such. Um, is it more for fun these days, or... Is it more of a budget issue? Would you prefer to have, say, another Evo 10, uh, you know, try and race these guys, uh, Flash and company? Um, and R5 would be nice to do one or two rallies. It's, but you're right, it's mainly for fun. You know, it's, um, 
don't, don't want to do all the rallies. It gets a bit stressful, um, whether we had budget or not. We, we don't want to do all the rallies. So, some are great to do, some are not so great. Um, but yeah, it's just to go and have fun and enjoy. And if we can still drive fast, why not? It's like it's... If you had an R5 at your disposal or an Evo R4, would you do all the rallies if you had the sponsorship? Is the hunger still there? Who, who knows? Probably, yeah. If it, if it was competitive, we probably would. But it's, it, I'm not saying for sure. But it's. So in theory, if you had the R5 or R4, you'd, you'd still be eager to, to, to rally every, every month? I mean, an R5 is more competitive than an R4. I mean, it's just that Baldy and Flash, we're, doing, we're, we're just going crazy and, and managing to win rallies. A um, bit on reliability, a bit on like, extreme speed. Um, yeah, there was an R5, but it's but they're very expensive, a lot of money to maintain, need a lot of maintenance. Um, if you're going to buy one of those, then it'd be silly not to use it. We're seeing births of super teams, so to speak, uh, men and guy group. Uh, there's other people we're seeing investing now with the Safari Rally, possibly afterwards as well. How difficult is it becoming for the average person to keep up with the, the top ten, so to speak, now? Uh, the top 10 is, for your average person, is pretty much impossible. Um, unless you have access to some, unless you're a very good driver and have access to some very good equipment, um, reasonable equipment. Um, what, what, what they need to do is encourage, um, they need a local kind of encouragement class, maybe uh, Division 3. I mean, it's but basically to get um, pr pr prizes for driving slowly is Division 3. Maybe they need to do that. And then have like, um, you know, you can have expired seat belts. You can have an expired seat. You don't have to, it, of course, they have to be safe. They have to be in excellent condition. But, you know, just because it has a date, a sell-by date that's gone by, then, then um, you know, we need to encourage people that they can actually afford to come and start rallying on a lower budget. At, at the moment, to, you can buy a, a cheap old rally car, but then by the time you bought all that up-to-date equipment, it's, it's beyond the reach of a lot of people. That, that's, that's where they need to look at. Yes. Um, Ian, just finally, um, in terms of the Safari Rally, uh, first of all, I want your predictions. Um, how do you think it's going to pan out uh, by the end of next week? Uh, do, do you have any predictions? Who do you think is going to prevail in this uh, return to the WRC? Who, who knows? I think um, Ogier, Elvin Evans. I think, I, I think, I think, I think they will do well. A, a, any, anyone with a bit of brains, and but they, you know, that's that's their profession, and they're not going to mess it up. It's like it's. Finally, uh, a message for the fans, uh, people going, there's, there's a lot of excitement for the safari, but obviously um, you probably maybe give a message in terms of safety and... Uh, I mean, everyone knows, just go watch, be careful, don't drink and drive. I, I think what the safari needs to do is to be a bit more helpful of where people actually can go, maybe a bit more advice on that, and then um, how, how to organize it. Because everyone wants to go watch and no one knows whether they can or not. Um, and, and everyone knows, they, they, you know, you get people that go drinking, you can tell them 200 times, go, don't go drinking, they're going to do it. So it's maybe more controls needed, um, checking people don't come with alcohol, don't let people sell alcohol in uh, spectator areas. And, and yeah, if, as long as the rally is okay and no one can get anywhere near it, it's like, you know, you just make people park and dig a big ditch to stop them from physically being able to cross with their cars. It's like, because at the end of the last um, rallies, some people late in the evening were driving around the rally route. That, that, that has to be stopped. And, and I, I think they've learned from it. P people are pretty clever. It's like it. That's the last local driver to win the WRC Safari Rally back in 1994. Ian Duncan will be back. The 2021 Safari Rally with Sean Cartavillis.
in the Safari Rally flashback this week. Due to public demand, here's more from 2006 Safari Rally winner Azar Anwar. You know, the first, uh, our first safari finish, 1981. I could write a whole book on it and still not cover everything that happened. <laughs> other, other thing that happened, leaving Mombasa. Now, evening time, the alternator stops working. We have a spare alternator in service. We are so green, we are scared of changing an alternator, something that we can do nowadays in like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we're like, what shall we do? What shall we do? The car is running. Yeah, it's running. Yeah, let's keep running. Let's keep driving. Switch off the lights. And I drove from Mombasa through Taita Hills, through the weirdest places with the weirdest of problems, struggling to keep the car going, repairing, sometimes with a torch sticking out by the navigator like this. I learned that if a car passes me, I can follow it very close so I don't get into his dust, yeah? His, the dust is like passing under me. And I would go for miles like that behind other cars at rally speeds, without lights. And my navigator was one of the guys who got shattered by that problem of, he was not even navigating, I was just following tracks of cars that, <laughs> which way did they go? <laughs> Back to Nairobi. <laughs> we made it to Nairobi, we changed the alternator the next day and continued to finish the event. <laughs> the last day, you know, people are heading back here. We've got like about 20 cars behind us. We've made, managed to make time and whatever. We come out of uh, Nyeri service. I'm driving down the road and suddenly the car becomes free. It doesn't want to move. You know, some of my team just lost heart totally because we are now almost seeing the finish ramp after five days and nights of struggle. We push the car back into service to check the diff is broken. Now, that diff, fortunately, we had borrowed another standard one from somebody that was lying in service. Nowadays, in service, we would change that in like 20 minutes or even less. We struggled for two hours. <laughs> but we managed to change it, we managed to continue, and we managed to get to the ramp. <laughs> that was Safari Rally. <laughs> That's 2006 Safari Rally winner Azar Anwar in the Safari Rally flashback. The 2021 Safari Rally with Motorsport 411. Welcome back. Now, I spoke to Karim Patel, who's competing in the WRC3 class, and I asked him how his preparations have gone on so far. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, we've been testing over the weekend that just uh, went by and uh, quite happy with the feeling of the car. So and now it's to just have a final look of the car and see where we're going to end up uh, uh, the rally because you know it's going to be a tricky rally um, it's up to the drivers to to save the cars and it's also up to the mechanics to prepare the cars in such a way that uh, they're ready for this event frustrating equator rally uh, you had a hairline crack uh, on one of your parts uh, what have you done now in terms of the checks for the cars uh, ahead of the safari rally yeah that hairline crack is something uh, we totally overlooked and uh, you know, it's it's something we cannot afford uh, to to have happen again in the future. So you know, we've we've come up with a good maintenance plan that takes into account all the documentation and uh, and the service uh, notes that come with the with the car. It's quite accurate in terms of um, what needs to be checked and when. It's just a matter of us being able to follow such instructions. So um, I took the initiative to actually make a very very uh, involving service plan for my crew to follow. You've had some frustrations. Uh, 
we saw in Nakuru, your car overheating and then uh, catching fire. Um, for the Safari Rally, uh, you're an aircraft engineer as well. Uh, what, what have you advised your crew? Uh, your father is also, of course, uh, a key person uh, for the maintenance of the car. What, what are you trying to do to minimize uh, these uh, issues ahead of the Safari? Well, you know, it's uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's a Safari. We've done what we can after Equator and uh, after the lessons we've learned from Equator, we've done everything we can to alleviate the issues. Uh, I don't see any more issues uh, cropping up unless it's driver error or something completely new to us. You've had the car since 2019. Uh, you've also had a victory uh, in the Arusha Rally as well. Uh, from your point of view, the Safari Rally, um, it's a very competitive category. You're in the WRC2 category. Uh, not only the international drivers, but also local and regional drivers as well. There's going to be a lot of competition in there, uh, not least uh, from the likes of Carl Flashtender. Yeah, I mean, the competition is going to be stiff. Uh, there's some uh, international WRC2 cars. Um, I think we'll actually be in WRC3 because WRC2 is a championship of its own. So, um, I mean, it's still the same class of car. Uh, so we will be competing against the WRC2 cars. And uh, like I like I told you, we're, we're quite experienced because it's our home ground and uh, the, the international drivers that are coming in will have to learn over time uh, how and when to commit to certain stages and how to plan this, their rally over the few days, you know, just to, to be able to know where to push and where not to push and where to back off and where to wait. So uh, it's, it's going to be a learning game for them, uh, whereas for us, we have that advantage. Um, the conditions as well, when you talk about the weather, how key is that going to be? We saw it dry during the recce, uh, but then the rain came. Yeah, it's, uh, it's something we'll have to take into account. We'll, we'll have uh, notes for dry and notes for wet and uh, see which ones we have to use on the day of the rally. Um, the entries, uh, we see the WRC entries. Uh, you were recently with us uh, for Sebastian Auger, the interview as well. How excited are you uh, that these drivers are coming? It's, it's uh, quite exciting for me as a driver. Um, I think I'm the only Kenyan in the last 18 years to have driven alongside them already. So, uh, you know, it's a matter of... Uh, I've been there and done that, but obviously it's it's nice when they're coming to the home ground. Uh, Karen, um, in terms of the Safari Rally returning back, uh, we see a lot of people, uh, a lot of excitement uh, from the locals. Uh, how exciting is it to have the Safari Rally back? Yeah, for, for as being a Kenyan, I'm quite uh, excited that um, this is going to be happening at home ground. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be something that's very good for the country in a in, as a whole, for the economy as a whole, because of the the amount of um, foreign uh, influx of foreign currency into our system. So not only is it uh, very nice to have the rally cars here and stuff, but it's actually doing some good for the economy. All right. Uh, just finally, uh, from your point of view, uh, we see a new slimline uh, Karan Patel uh, looking extremely fit. Uh, just tell us about your fitness uh, regime. Well, fitness is an important part of your life, whether you're a rally driver or not. And, uh, you know, it's it's something now I've just learned to be be very active and actively focusing on. Uh, like I mentioned in the interview with uh, with uh, the Red Bull in the Red Bull Hangouts, it's, it's something even I would continue doing if I wasn't rallying. So for me, fitness is a, is a number one priority because at the end of the day, health is wealth. 
Quick word, uh, you've got a sponsor on board? Yes, we do. I mean, it's quite uh, solid in, in, in its, itself. We, we're going to be driving for uh, AMREF Flying Doctors. And uh, we, have, um, we have a team principal, Mr. Uh, Kiki. And, uh, you know, Kiki is, uh, is, is a very strong believer in my driving, and I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, uh, so he's, um, he's with, through his company, Urban Extreme Motorsports, uh, Captain Kiki Onyonka is, uh, is managing our team. And for now, under, under his company, we'll be driving for um, Amrith Flying Doctors and we'll be representing that brand for uh, hopefully the foreseeable future. That's local driver Karim Patel who's competing in the WRC3 class. We'll be back in a moment. The 2021 Safari Rally with Motorsport 411. Now recently, sports journalists Eddie Kimani and myself spoke to Toyota Gazoo racing driver Kali Rovampera at the Red Bull Drivers Hangout. All right, uh, Kali, thank you very much for joining us. It's a uh, co-presenter here with Sean Cadavillis. My name is Eddie, and uh, it's really good that you've joined us here. I must tell you that there is great expectation in terms of uh, the Kenyan fans here waiting for you. They've been following you through the last round. And indeed, um, you've proved a lot of people wrong from a very young age, coming from a rallying family. And I know to where you are right now, how big is it that you are coming to Safari Rally? You coming to Kenya with your dad last race in 2002 and finished second in the WRC Safari Rally. How big is this? Has this already settled in your mind that you're coming for an adventure? Yeah, for sure. I'm really looking forward for it. Uh, I have heard a lot of nice stories from my dad. For sure, it's, it's going to be diffi difficult for him also. It has been a long time. Uh, all the cars and everything is different. Uh, I think also the rally is quite much more different than that time. But uh, yeah, I think closer to the rally, he will give me some tips what he what he knows and remembers. Yeah, I'm really excited to, to come there. Kale, we saw videos of you uh, testing with Toyota. Um, we, we saw the terrain, which we must admit, uh, the, the way the preparations looked, uh, it looked uh, quite similar to what we can expect uh, during the Safari Rally. Although, of course, uh, the composition of the soil will be very different. Uh, there's a very soft uh, volcanic soil in the Rift Valley here. Uh, how did that testing go for you? We saw that, uh, I think it was early last week. Uh, yeah, the testing went uh, quite well. Uh, I have to say that, uh, of course, the, the conditions what we can have here is it's not completely same what we will see there. So, so yeah, for sure, uh, that test before Sardinia was uh, was mainly mainly also for Sardinia. So, so yeah, we we have to see and try to be well prepared when we come there. But it's gonna be tricky also. Um, being one of the youngest or the youngest rally driver, how much pressure do you have to deal with when you're working around very experienced drivers like the, the likes of uh, Sodo and uh, Sebastian Ogier? How is the camaraderie around in helping you work and uh, put in results at this high level of rallying and where you are right now in your career? Yeah, I think when I went to Toyota last year, first time, uh, it was nice to have uh, Seb and Elfin as my teammates. Uh, 
for sure they have a so much more experience that it's uh, it's nice to see during the rallies and follow what they do and uh, what kind of things they they make so I can learn quite much from them and uh, also for me it's always easier to to see from data and stuff what they do during the rally so yeah it helps amazing uh, you'd literally i think from the age of three uh, you had already uh, started driving i can see um, that you drove an atv that's of course a, a, a quad bike or a, a three-wheeler at only three years old uh, at five years old uh, you helped your dad i can see with the construction you're already driving uh, so coming from a motorsports family uh, with your father being a rally driver uh, you got exposure at a very young age it looks like you were destined for success yeah, it was really nice to to start to drive when I was so young with uh, with ATVs and bikes and cars and everything. So for me, it was always quite uh, quite easy to drive everything uh, because I was learning them when I was so young. And yeah, that that is also one of the reasons why I'm now now driving rally. You did step up to another level, uh, 2015. Uh, just tell us uh, from 2015 onwards in terms of your success until uh, you joined the WRC. Yeah, 2015 we started to, to drive a bit more, uh, how can I say it, professionally. We tried to do everything uh, in a bit better way and started to prepare for, for the career more. And then, uh, yeah, 2015 onward uh, we started to do full championships in, uh, in Baltics. And then uh, 2018 we, we went to World Rally Championship with the uh, official team Skoda. And then 2020, I joined Toyota for WC team. So, yeah, it was a quite quick uh, few years moving on all the time. Um, we've got a lot of young drivers who are competing in this rally. Uh, we've got a young drivers program. Uh, there are three drivers who have been given the uh, Ford R3 cars to compete in the Safari Rally. Uh, this is courtesy of our government, the Kenya government and the FIA. Uh, we've also got a young ladies team, uh, possibly the youngest crew to be taking part in the Safari Rally. Uh, what advice uh, with you coming through the system uh, our system, of course, is not as developed as yours, uh, particularly, of course, uh, Finland uh, churning out champions, uh, you know, every generation. What advice would you give uh, to our young drivers, a lot of them who are taking part in the safari for the first time? Yeah, I think the best advice but, uh, what I really can, can give is that uh, always you need to, you need to try to, to be the best as you can and uh, learn from... Uh, from the mistakes and stuff that you're having. Uh, if, you, if you have some, uh, some ideas or things that are not maybe same than others, you, you need to be brave to, to test them and try to have your own, own style and everything. So I think that, that is the most important thing, just to follow your own feeling and uh, always try to be better than last time. That's Toyota Gazoo racing driver Kale Rovampera speaking to sports journalist Eddie Kimani and myself at the Red Bull Drivers Hangout. We'll be back. The 2021 Safari Rally with Motorsport 411. So that's it for the show this week. Enjoy the rally responsibly. We'll be back next week with a roundup of the rally.
This show is produced by Big City Studios. I'm Sean Carter-Villis. 